The content on this channel is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing we say or do should be considered advice. No tax, legal, accounting, investment, or any other kind of device. Anything you invest in is at your own risk. Do your own research and consult with professionals. Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of whatever this show is called. We called it Pantera's Bagel Shop, and Pete hated it behind the scenes. Uh, Pete and I like to argue all the time, so I don't know what we're calling the show yet. But we're back. Joseph, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Had a lot of videos going out this week. I'm excited for everyone to get to watch those. Covered the whole uh, basically slope finance exploit that happened on Solana. Uh, it's been a, it's been a crazy week because it also delayed my MakerDAO uh, video that I wanted to get out. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yes, it has been uh, a lot of fun. I'm going to be coming out with some content as well. I think I'm going to do some GMX content. I've been uh, tearing it up on GMX, some decentralized perpetuals. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Terra Luna today. And uh, I happen to have hacked into the TFL servers and uncovered a super secret document written by Redacted. And we're going to talk about that. But first, and this is going to be a pretty short episode um we're also going to read mean tweets and mean youtube comments that people have left us since the ust collapse so that'll be fun um but first <laughs> i do want to just talk quickly uh today it went out across the pr across all the news wires uh you know bloomberg had it on their on their uh headlines and it was on the front page of the new york times crypto or i'm sorry flipside crypto has acquired bytes digital group uh, and there was a press release about that today. So just for everybody to keep everybody in the loop, um, Bytes Digital Group, which was already in the process of rebranding before the DPEG, um, has the the media arm of the business uh, has been folded in with Flipside. So you know, I think we we talked about this maybe a month or so ago about us partnering with them. But today it was it was made official. We signed the dotted line, and uh, now Bytes Digital Group is operating under Flipside Crypto. So. We'll continue to bring uh, some awesome data and resource and analysis from the flip side people. And, uh, you know, we're happy to to have been able to partner with them in this way and, and have this relationship. And I think it works really well for us because uh, we try to do more than just moon boying and memeing, even though that's sometimes where we end up. Um, but, you know, flip side provides pretty great data for us to, to talk about what's actually happening underneath the surface. So uh, any thoughts on that, Joseph? Anything to say? No, I mean, I fully agree with you. Uh, I've actually been having the pleasure for the past like several weeks, probably about four weeks now. I've been having the pleasure to work with a lot of the people over at Flipside, uh, growing out their channel on the Flipside YouTube channel. But that channel is going to remain kind of a very uh, analytically minded channel where we're going to focus on their community cultivation. Uh, but because I want to keep like that little like fun DJ vibe to the content on this channel, because I, I enjoy being able to make the content regarding Web3 and DeFi, but still make it fun, make it entertaining, but using those analytical minds over there to kind of sculpt and mold the content that I do over here is just going to be a huge instrument for us to just basically be much more factual with what we cover, basically. Because uh, I remember when I had to cover the UST peg, like actually being like when it was actually starting to deviate, I was completely just fumbling at a loss. And I just just like, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> and surely and it you was were wrong. Fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's that. Um, if if anybody wants to check out the the press release, it was tweeted out today by both Flipside and Bytes Digital Group. Um, so here's here's what everybody's here for, though. Steph, can you share my screen? 
So I did some I did some uh, sleuthing and I hacked into TFL servers illegally. It was totally illegal what I did. So I expect <laughs> the authorities from both Korea and the U.S. The actual the, the Korean and U.S. Joint Task Force is going to be after me. Um, yeah, Fat Man's arrow, dude. He's going to bust down your door. Exactly. So here we go. Uh, this is the document that I that I uncovered. Unfortunately, the name of who who wrote this was redacted uh, before I could get in. So. You know, I can only hack so fast. My fingers only work so fast. And uh, the person that wrote this, let's just say everyone knows who it is, or at least the person that that shared it with me, even though that's not the official story. The official story is I hacked into the server and got this. All right. So Darwin, membership that is earned, not bought. This is interesting. Summary. Uh, NFTs represent memberships in communities, but currently one that can be bought or sold. Membership needs to be earned, not bought. Most NFTs have a user engagement problem. There isn't much you can do with the NFT post-purchase beyond trading, leading to user churn and community abandonment. Earned membership over time leads to better user engagement and stronger communities as a result. Earned NFTs offer stickier incentives to build communities over token emissions. Uh, and this this is an analog to basically in marketing where you have membership tiers like, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, you know, whatever, platinum member on uh, American Airlines. So I always fly American Airlines versus cash rebates, which is something that, I mean, give me 5% off or 5% cash back. I don't really care. I'm not really loyal to the brand. Uh, and I do think this is an interesting issue with NFTs. Um, so here's the solution. Darwin. So this is the first time we're, we're this is we're going to get in trouble. They're going to shut the stream down. This is the first time this has been discussed. Darwin is an SDK or software development kit to create evolutionary NFTs that require a hierarchy of user actions to be minted. Uh, one hierarchy, hierarchical NFTs. And for people that watch this stream and they get mad that we read, just keep in mind that there are people that only listen. So I can't just be like, hey, check out this document. Read it for yourself because uh, they're in a car. They can't. Uh, Hierarchical NFTs, a new NFT standard. This standard defines a CW721 token called Hierarchical Token, which can own other CW721, CW20, and any other ownable asset. They may or may not be transferable. And then there's a reference here to a GitHub. Um, and this is kind of a, a little interesting flow chart here. So basically what we're talking about is like soulbound NFTs, uh, but, but creating NFTs in a way that users basically need to prove through actions or whatever, uh, which we're about to dive into here in, in what I think is a, a much more interesting section, um, prove, you know, you don't just come into a community and buy, like, let's say you sweep the floor of the Board Ape Yacht Club because you're a super baller right now. Uh, you could pretty much just buy your way into the community, right? You're, you, we, other than having some amount of money that you can use to purchase the NFTs, you're not necessarily proving that you're a valuable asset to the community or you're doing anything for the community at all. So this is sort of a, um, what do you want to call it? Like the scaffolding or the infrastructure to put in place where NFT communities and DAOs can kind of put things together and uh, they'll be able to um, basically, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to say like maximize the community, but I think maybe, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like have have community members that actually, I guess, are incentivized to better the community, right? It turns it into an engine instead of just a community of people that are looking to flip NFTs. Joseph, early take on this. What do you think? 
Uh, I actually have a question for you. So is this this going to be fully accessible to anyone who wants to build on Terra? Like it's a full on SDK. Is that what that GitHub is basically meaning? Someone could just come and build a use case using this? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I can't do much more than speculate because uh, I was cut off from the server that I was hacking the other night before I could get any more information on this. <laughs> but I do think that what this is, is not this isn't necessarily just a project, right? This is a framework yeah. that's being built for projects to build on top of. And this is empowering DAOs and empowering NFT communities to come in and basically... Um, I, what it's is like a change. I it's word. a change of paradigm of thought, it seems. Because like, uh, I mean, you're right. The earlier portion of this doc talks about how right now NFT projects are just where someone can like just show up and like buy their entrance into it. Like you're automatically just a bored ape yacht uh, or whatever. Uh, but like right now, it's it's interesting to hear this because I'm already imagining the different use cases for like video games. Uh, like my mind immediately goes to like, oh, I play hours of League of Legends for no reason. And so I stopped playing League of Legends. But what if I could actually include some form of like on-chain verifiable performance like token that can actually show like my progression in the game things that i've done and stuff like that uh i think that's super unique uh and i also am just super curious to learn about how like the, the how the new nft would basically combine being both soulbound and not soulbound that's actually really interesting yeah i mean i think it would be well and again this is this is i think this flow chart here is just an example as well yeah. Um, we got someone in the comments, Daniel KR, Daniel KR Mech. Sorry, I got like three hours of sleep last night, so I might seem a little loopy here. Uh, says, depends on use case. We are going to dive into some use cases here. Uh, but the other part that we didn't cover yet um, is user action oracles. And now we're starting to get into like Big Brother stuff here. Uh, but <laughs> this is very interesting. So an Oracle SDK. So this is, again, what I would assume is some open source tooling for people to come out and use or, yeah, be able to use uh, with, ever, with whatever their project is. So, like, you know, a lot of times NFTs right now, before we dive into the section, right now NFTs, like, what is it? It's just it's just a collection of pictures. Uh, and I'm not trying to, like, FUD NFTs. I, I, I like NFTs. I, you know, I buy them, whatever. But... I think what this does is it actually opens up the opportunity for NFTs to really take that next step into, okay, as a user and with this user action oracles, we can now start to basically um, incentivize user behavior as part of a group. And so whenever they do, they take certain actions. So this user action oracle is an Oracle SDK that verifies user mobile data includes, uh, you know, uh, GPS, gyroscope, etc. So, you know, all those metrics that can be measured by your mobile device, or maybe even, you know, just actions that you take online. Uh, a centralized verifier can check for root permission access and unique mobile identifier integrity to check that a user has uniquely committed some action. Can be used by NFT collections to verify movement and other actions. Other on-chain state can obviously be verified. So I think this is a framework here. This is Darwin thing. Um, to allow NFT projects to kind of take the next step. And like like Steppen, for example, um, is a good, I think, like Midway, because Steppen does use, um, I, I do think they use like the accelerometer or whatever on the iPhone, and you had to take a certain amount of steps. And once it was proven, then you could uh, upgrade your NFT. I don't know, I never used Steppen, but that was the gist of it. So what this is, is basically this open source SDK that gives NFT projects these tools to come in and use these um, 
you know, whatever these, uh, what do you want to call them? Like user actions that can be verified on chain using uh, these oracles. And then from there, I mean, the, the sky is the limit, right? So I think this is very interesting. Um, any, any feedback on that, Joseph, uh, right before now, I head to the next section? I'm, I'm actually just going through the, the Darwin doc here a little bit deeper, and I skipped ahead and looked at some of the links beneath it. So I think I'm ready to go through because I just found a sick link to uh, something that Vitalik wrote, a published paper back from May 2020. Or something back that, from- that who, who wrote? Vitalik, Vitalik, v- Vitalik, sorry, Vitalik, oh. Buterin, <laughs> Vitalik. I said Vi- Vitalik because uh, I always mean the hell out of his name. But <laughs> but yeah, Vitalik, uh, there's like an actual paper in here that uh, he he published uh, regarding Web3 SBTs and soulbound tokens. Uh, and it seems like it's just focusing on its title, Decentralized Society, Finding Web3 Soul. Uh, so I find it interesting that they're linking to that. So it's it's interesting to see them building off of that type of thinking. Uh, this is going to be a lot of digging for me. I'm excited. <laughs> right. So let's let's take a look at some examples of what's going on here. Uh, and one of these is actually already a project. They they have a Twitter. It's uh, I think it's called Teragachi. Um, I think that's I think that's the project. It sounds almost exactly like it. But uh, yeah. know that the above framework allows a project to flexibly flexibly design status based incentives. So I think that's a good, that's almost a great definition, like status-based incentives. You're giving your community the ability to create status with actions that they've taken in the past. So think about how you can gamify actions on-chain or or maybe even not on-chain, but mostly on-chain, given that we have this user action oracles, if these can be implemented correctly. Um, I, I just think this opens up a world of possibilities. And like, I don't know, the first time I went through this, I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, whatever, kind of cool. But then the more and more I thought about it, I was like, oh, this actually is like pretty cool. This is, uh, this is interesting. Anthony Luna says, what's the alpha? We are reading it right now, dude. Maybe get your fingers <laughs> off the keyboard and listen, open your ears for a second. Example uses. Um, developers can require any input of money, coins, and tokens, time spent, user actions, oracles, and collectibles in state changes. So the first example here is Tamagotchi. Let's start real simple. The above framework can be used to create a toy game like Tamagotchi. For instance, in order for the Tamagotchi to evolve to the next stage, the game could require that the TMG, or the Tamagotchi, has been regularly fed a soul-bound feeding timestamp NFT at every epoch. Feeding could require the usage of meat tokens, which can be purchased against a stablecoin. Now, these are just examples, of course. Uh, the next example, which we're going to just, I guess, generally move on into more and more complex use uh, examples here, is an MMO, MMORPG. What does that stand for, uh, Joseph? Massive multiplayer online role-playing game. See, I'm yeah, actually so, smart. You hired me for a reason. So you were talking about League of Legends instantly kind of came to mind for you here. Um, yeah, from the Tamagotchi example, it's easy to extrapolate how Darwin can be used in an MMORPG context. Just imagine MapleStory with levels represented by soulbound NFTs, experience points in soulbound tokens, game items in CW721, game cash in liquid tokens, etc. Moving along, task-based incentives. Darwin can be used to tie protocol incentives to the accomplishment of tasks. For example, a DeFi app can turn on liquidity incentives contingent on the execution of user actions. A travel-focused NFT collection can allow the evolution of NFTs only if the user has checked into a certain combination of locations. An e-commerce store can launch a loyalty-based NFT collection that tracks the purchases the user has made previously. So again, this is diving back into user actions, 
this is a bit more of like, you know, meat space use case here, but I like the travel example where, uh, you know, everybody wants to be an Instagram model and act like they're awesome and they've been all over the world, but actually secretly they're just in front of a green screen and they haven't actually been there. Well, you can use your phones, uh, you know, whatever location device, which I don't know, that might be able to be hacked anyway. But if these oracles get set up correctly, then you could actually have an NFT and prove to people like, dude, I have been to the leaning tower of Giza or is it Giza? Yeah. Giza. And I have been to the Coliseum and I have been to, you know, Pittsburgh, yeah. Pennsylvania, the greatest <laughs> place on earth. Uh, and so you could tag those things and then your NFT could actually uh, basically evolve or you can create more status on top of that. So I think that's cool. Um, it, and then we ba- we dive into DAO governance. And I think this is where this is another very interesting sort of yeah, vertical for this. Uh, for DAO sure. governance solely based on users token holders does not lead to optimal outcomes. Of course, if you're just buying NFTs, again, like we said earlier in the show, it just means you had a bunch of money, but are you actually contributing to the DAO? Um, so alternative governance schemes that factor in users proof of engagement and experience with the protocol can be preferred. For example, Governance can place higher weights to users with soulbound NFTs with higher levels, which can be achieved by participating in governance, using the protocol frequently, and winning delegations or approvals from other community members. I think this is very interesting. Um, another thing that I think shouldn't be, shouldn't be glossed over here quickly is these soulbound tokens are a way that we can... Um, almost identify people without having to like really identify them in the meat space, right? We don't need to like get your social security number and your credit score and stuff like that. But if you have been participating in governance in a DAO and you know, you're, you're busting your ass, you're doing whatever and you're checking all the boxes and meeting all of the, um, the criteria for your, your DAO identity to basically earn this merit then you can take that and you can carry that into another project or basically carry it anywhere in Web3, anywhere on the internet. And people already know like, oh, okay, this person knows what they're talking about, right? They're not just making something up. They're not just, we don't just end up with like another Sifu situation where, you know, you've got some random guy who's a smooth talker with a sharp tongue that actually, you know, rug pulled like some Canadian exchange and all hell breaks loose when, when everybody finds out, right? So this is a way that you can kind of avoid that sort of situation. Joseph commentary so on this DAO one i'm actually really interested in this topic i I, i've actually been aware about some major players in the crypto space that are doing stuff in this regard Uh, and everyone is already starting to kind of experiment with the concepts of sbt's soulbound tokens Uh, and you're absolutely right this is a key thing to introduce identity Uh, and i think there's a lot of DAOs out there that are functioning and performing Uh, and one of the ones that i recently have become part of as a contributor i actually have a token as a contributor Uh, i'm I'm part of the metrics DAO, which is just an analytically minded organization that is just doing on-chain analysis of all the uh, activity that's happening Uh, and so i'm part of that DAO. Uh, but i mean like you, Evan, you could lie tomorrow and just be like, I'm part of this DAO, you know? Uh, but regardless, like now that we have these tokens, like to say that, like, hey, I'm actually part of this, it's a little bit more of an identity thing. Uh, and so I think we're going to start seeing a lot of some major players, big institutions, perhaps, or big, big, big groups of people with a lot of money that are going to start playing into this like narrative of building community using SBTs. Uh, and I, I can definitely see a case for this being integrated in a lot of DAOs that currently exist and operate. Um, 
I am going to put on my little tinfoil hat here, though. I'm a little scared for the day that like uh, a government or some sort of centralized authority is keeping track of like what things I have done and what things I haven't done. Uh, So that's going to be interesting to see how that line walks there. Uh, But I mean, I I guess I always had that concern with like general blockchain. But regardless, here I am. I enjoy it. (laughs) You're, You're scared of the day when governments can start to track what you do, Joseph? I mean, in the sense that, like, they already do now, but, like, <laughs> verifiably so, that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the government could just verify whatever the hell they want. You're a verified criminal. Go to jail. <laughs> I was actually um, in, I was in the Seoul headquarters with Doquan. I was underneath the desk before, uh, before the Terminator showed up. Exactly. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, actionable initial products. Now we're really diving into what's going on here behind the scenes. Think something simple like Tamagotchi is the easiest way to get early user traction. We've seen a project that's out there already. Uh, I'm not going to speculate on what's going on, you know, behind the scenes, but I think Taragachi is out there. So, uh, yeah. interesting, interesting project to keep an eye on. Excuse me. Work with an existing NFT collection like Galactic Punks. To define new spinoff collections with earned rarity merging with the Pebble idea, one could allow the minting of leveled up punks if the holder has proven handshake transactions with more than 100 other punk holders, requires mutual signatures, or exchanges over X messages with other over some period of time, proof of community engagement. Um, so very interesting to see you know, if galactic punks could potentially be in you know, using some of this framework very early on. Um, yeah. Follow-ups could be XXX to earn models. So, you know, go to a porn website to earn. I No, I'm kidding. I just think that's a variable. Uh, X to earn models, but contingent on more complex tasks than uh, moving. So this is the the first of many documents that I actually hacked into. Uh, but this what? is the only one that I'm going to share with you folks today. But I do think this is interesting um darwin it's this it's this nft framework it's the ability it's giving uh people that are building new projects in my opinion the ability to just move on from a collection of profile pictures i mean we're still like in their infancy and I, i think i saw someone post today online they said you know people talked about how when amazon first came out it was just books being delivered and now look at it when um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, por- Luna Legolas says porn to earn sounds like a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm sorry. So anyway, when Amazon first came out, you know, it was just book- books. Uh, and now look at, you know, where the company is. It's an empire, right? It's like the e-commerce uh, golden goose. When Netflix first came out, they were just mailing DVDs to you and it was not super exciting. And now they're, you know, the number one spot for streaming entertainment. And when NFTs first came out, they were just pictures. They were just JPEGs. But what is going to be the next step for NFTs? I think this framework and giving people the ability to... um, Giving projects who are building the ability to kind of track your engagement and measure different parameters on how you're engaging, uh, not only just externally, but even internally, as we saw with like some of the DAO governance and your ability to kind of climb the, the ladder of command if you're you know, achieving different parameters that are set. Um, I think this is like an engine for NFT projects to really take the next step into what will be like NFT 2.0s because we're still very much in NFT 1.0 land. As far as I see it, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club, I think that's everybody's favorite one. They do a great job with like their community engagement. But at the end of the day, it's just like, it's just like a black card, basically, owning one, right? Um, 
but this is really, I think, taking it down to a more like, I don't know, it, it's taking it down to a, a granular approach on what kind of actions people are taking that are in your NFT community and how that can, uh, you know, either help them personally or help the the community as a whole. So to wrap up, uh, interested to see how this progresses. I think t- keep an eye on uh, Teragachi as, as sort of the first example of how this is going to work as sort of a pilot use case. And keep an eye on Galactic Punks. We'll see if they announce something. Yeah. Um, good to see that they're they're still going strong and and working hard in the within the community. Joseph, any uh, any f- closing remarks before we move on to mean tweets that people have sent us? I'm I'm actually interested. I'm excited to get to mean tweets because there's are just mean comments. Those are exciting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm actually interested to see what direction this goes for beyond just NFT communities uh, because I think we've siloed away this kind of thinking in Web three. Uh, that communities can only be cultivated around these PFPs. I think that there are real world tangible communities that exist on different platforms. Uh, and even just through different other social media metrics, you can tell like subreddits, subreddits are communities. Uh, and beyond just the subreddits, you know that majority of musical artists uh, have like insane fandom community groups. Uh, people create these like profiles on Twitter all the time, just dedicating their lives to their favorite musical artists, their favorite musical band uh, and they create these communities and they become friends with one another they have these group chats they release they do art with together or they'll release merch together which is basically what an nft project does i can't tell you how many nft projects i've come across where they're like let's do some real life merch and just put our nfts on these and make them unique and make them actually part of this like community culture well they're already doing that like on twitter just like casually uh but now that if you can find a way to kind of integrate that give that like seed of like community with the integration of like actual blockchain tech i think this is exactly what is needed to accomplish that uh so i think we're just seeing the bare bones like building tools for like next stage forms of social media um but i don't know that could just be some crazy crazy thinking there no i think i think you're on the right track and uh i'll i'll be interested to see like i said how this progresses uh i'll be interested to see how quickly these things actually come out i have had little birdies tell me and i tweeted this out that there are like five or more what five give or take a couple one or two that projects that nobody's heard of that are coming out mm. soon tri- tm so this uh, is like redacted I, all over again like yeah how many me, i'm trying i'm trying very hard to like get people to tell me stuff but no nobody it's tight lips over there at uh <laughs> <laughs> tfl so uh i had to hack i had to hack to get you this document but i got a couple more hopefully that other people will hack for me all right it's time for a new segment we're gonna do where i pull out a gun and we read um what are we doing steph mean tweets let's see the first one all right oh this is this is um these are so some of these are mean tweets and some of these are twitter comments or i'm sorry youtube comments this is andy r thank you andy r for watching and i hope you're a subscriber Fuck you guys and your dumbass satire, which wasn't even funny and really just showed how awkward and aspy you guys are. Uh, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Tara and Doquan are a bunch of slimy scammers and grifters. The fact that you dipshit sycophants are still carrying water for them is reprehensible. These are some very large words. Fat man is great. 
You all should produce sleuth content like he does. That would add some dot, dot, dot. Okay. Well, thank you, Andy R. We appreciate that. As always, please hit the like button and subscribe and feel free to leave comments anytime you want. Uh, Can we get the next one, please, Steph? Sniff. This is one of my favorite people. You guys changed your name from Terabytes. Yeah, we did. Uh, And deleted your Twitter before the supposed attack occurred. Very sus. Uh, Interesting. So that's total bullshit. We didn't change. uh, We didn't delete our Twitter. First of all, we never deleted our Twitter. All we did was change our name. Um, And we didn't do it before the attack occurred. But, you know, sniff, if you want to assume that somehow I was in on it, uh, let me know where we hid all the money that we got from shorting Luna, because I'm pretty sure I lost more money than you have probably made in your life, sniff. So let's see sniff's next comment, because this person's such an absolute maniac that they make multiple accounts to message us on uh our youtube channel then then (laughs) sniffer doe so i think this idiot probably forgot their password and had to make a new account (laughs) so nah these guys changed their name damn us for changing our name and we deleted our twitter before the supposed attack was officially known and then Flying Monkey hits a tree, said they changed their name after the DPEG. I'm not sure when they deleted their Twitter, but it makes sense as it's still Luna based. Well, yeah. And just to give people context here, uh, Pete and I, before we even knew Joseph, we had been running. <laughs> we have been and still do run validators on a bunch of different networks. So we were already in the process of rebranding because the plan was to become Bytes Digital Group and, you know, like. High tide rises all ships. Everybody knows this as terabytes, and that was the most successful content slash validator we had. So we we're like, hey, let's rebrand here and be a little bit more flexible. But Sniffer Doe sniffed out our our <laughs> evil plot to delete our Twitter before the DPEG. And he said, no, they changed it as it was occurring before everyone realized it was an actual DPEGing. So as it was occurring, before anyone realized there was an actual depegging, when everybody was still thought it was a fake depegging, we changed our name. And we also deleted our Twitter, which we didn't. We just changed the name as well. Why did they feel it was necessary to delete their Twitter? They need to be investigated. Well, Sniffer Doe, uh, please feel free. Come and investigate, Daddy. Let me know. Let me, <laughs> let me know on the blockchain where I hid all the money that I got from shorting your bags. All right, next mean tweet. Joseph, you want to read this one? Oh, this one, this guy. I've been seeing this guy on so many videos. I'm pretty sure you just copy and paste. I think he has like three messages that he's just interchanging. Uh, so from Grupo Trading Crypto, uh, great YouTube channel. Should, you guys should check out his content. Has a lot of views, a lot of content that is getting actually consumed by a lot of people. So hats off to him. Um, again, this is disgusting. After you said it is time to look at the fundamentals on the Luna crash, eight people committed suicide and you still start your videos with a disclaimer. Hope regulations start looking at influencers do this thing. Wow. Yeah. So again, go check out Grupo Crypto because this sorry sack of shit has like seven followers on his bullshit (laughs) channel that nobody likes. Uh, but because eight people jumped off a building, um i'm supposed to what not put a disclaimer on our content anymore i don't even understand what that absolute clown is talking about yeah steph give us the next one it's it's our fault (laughs) 
<laughs> Aladen Agos. This is, we're finally on Twitter. Bitcoin and Terra Luna disaster. 23 dead. Turkey, all caps. Doquan is not a human, not a man at all. An animal is more valuable than you anyway. You can be the sewer rat in a shithole. You feed on the blood of people who trust you. I know that one day they will avenge this on you. A laden egos. Um, it's, it's amazing to me how like one of the comments was hilarious because somebody was like, you like people, people lost all their money because of you. People committed suicide because of you, like saying us. And I yeah, was like, like you are say, you are constantly saying things so mean t- to me in my DMs that I should just commit suicide and then come back from the dead and comment on your shit that you made me commit suicide as just like a total full circle. Hey, gotcha. Uh, if ne- only next I time, the, next time Bitcoin tears down like 40 percent, we should just go to his channel and start commenting. You've been shilling a scam this entire time. It went yeah, down 40 percent. Uh, I mean, dead turkey. So, uh, so ridiculous all right give us the last one bobby mcgee replying to me and Sefi. he said uh who gives a fuck the gig is up here morons that was nice that was he kept it short <laughs> and sweet you know yeah. I, I like that i think it's to more like badass alpha male if you're just like hey <laughs> you're a moron like that's so much better than like giving us a poetic like the dog and the rat are better than do quant like what you, you first of all you you're like trying to write poetry in a language you clearly learned yesterday like just give it up dude relax just say <laughs> hey Sefi, you're a moron just say that that's so much easier uh all right <laughs> that's the end of the show steph do we have any good comments from the the live audience that we want to uh, respond to here Here's one by Next Level. They said, Evan, do you think Luna V2 will thrive during the next bull run? NFA, of course. Not financial advice, but put all your money into Luna V2. It's going to go <laughs> parabolic. It's going to be insane. And now we're uh, have more comments. And if, and if it fails, just jump off a building in Turkey. All right. That's it. Joseph, any closing remarks? No, I'm 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 excited for more comments. I'm excited for the next bull run. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not going to do that every week. But hey, if you have mean comments, please feel free to read them. You could be famous. You could be part of the show. Uh, your mean comments and be creative. Make them good. Uh, Terror two will rise again. It's obvious. Says Saxis. Uh, ICS says most of these trolls probably lost five hundred on Terra Crash. The dollar sign. Just so everyone knows, the dollar sign goes in front of the number. Just so everyone on crypto Twitter knows. Uh, I don't mean to pick on you, ICS, specifically, but the dollar sign goes in front of the number. That's just how it works. Um, Tin definitely says, agree with LOL. ICS, though. I definitely sorry, agree what? with ICS. Though. I definitely agree with ICS, though. I feel like the vast majority of people who are upset with us uh, definitely just lost like five dollars <laughs> on yeah, the oh, yeah, and they're exactly. like, they're like, they're like, please spin up the new chain. We need, we need a new chain. Start burning. Uh, I, I know Jimmy's out there in the audience. I we got the start- sign here. Burn, Lunk, Lunk, burn. Big shout oh, out to Lunk, Lunk Dow. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're on the train. Good, good. Oh, it, it's different in Europe, so maybe I'm wrong. Okay, but it's okay, but whatever the toilets flush backwards in europe uh tin top <laughs> says lol zombie wrecked plebs are less threatening than live wrecked plebs twitter posts all right i don't know really what what you're going for there but 
Thanks for commenting. <laughs> Tin Top, comment of the day. Tin Top, just say, hey, you're a moron. Or, I hope you get investigated, bitch. Say that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, ICS says they're French. Uh, okay, great. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for watching. As always, we're live every Thursday at 4.30, except for last week when I had too much stuff going on. Uh, appreciate everybody for watching. Light rate comment share subscribe all that fun stuff we'll be back next week and i'm going to try and leak more alpha and i got a couple projects in the queue that want to uh talk about what they're doing on terra v2 so uh, we need like a sign i need like a sign off for the show i haven't come up with it yet but uh yeah that's it everybody thanks and see you next week